0: Sixty-two CP Bayonet Point, WTBN, Pinellas Park. Portions of this hour have been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Up next is Verse by Verse, sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries.
1: Someone comes to you, and and, and we've had this. I've heard this. You can help me. ...with my terrible marriage because you couldn't possibly understand what I'm going through. And you know what? It's true that I may not understand what you're going through, but it's very, very false, very, very erroneous to think that the only people who can help you are people who understand you. The truth is that comfort comes from the Word of God, not from people who understand you. Welcome to Verse by Verse. What a helpful truth Pastor
0: Steve just shared. We don't have to wait for someone to come along who has gone through the same experience that we are enduring. There are helps in the Bible that apply to any kind of suffering. Anyone who has found those truths ought to be able to share them with anyone else, whether they have the same experience or not. We may have lost a loved one, been diagnosed with a fatal disease, or perhaps our children are rebelling. Yet God's Word is sufficient for any trial. We're glad to have you here with us today for the conclusion of Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff's three-part message about the benefits of suffering. This class and the previous two classes make up the first of three messages on the subject. If you would like to hear this entire message at one time, I'll tell you how you can order it at the end of the program. Pastor Steve has been serving at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida for more than 26 years. Verse by Verse is the radio extension of Pastor Steve's expository teaching ministry at Lakeside. Our main text is 1 Corinthians chapter 1. But if you have your Bible and want to follow along, turn now to 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 as Pastor Steve begins our class.
1: To comfort someone in biblical terminology means to put strength into their hearts or encourage them or give them courage so that they could face their trial of pain with an attitude of victory and not be defeated. It is to come alongside of someone, strengthen them. That's what it means. So what Paul is teaching us is that no matter how difficult our circumstances might be, no matter how intense our sufferings are, God cares about our pain because he is compassionate And he is available to comfort us, to strengthen us, so that we can face our trials with victory. In other words, he is the source of all comfort. That's what he means. There is no comfort, no genuine comfort apart from God and his word. And the way he comforts us is through, watch this, his word. Did you get that? There is no other comfort apart from God's word. It is his word that puts strength in our heart. And helps us to face the trials of life, a truth from his word that sustains us in our difficulties. For example, let's, let's look at this in the context of Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 12, the passage I mentioned before about Paul's thorn in the flesh. But I want you to see how God ministered comfort to him. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse seven. He says, because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, for this reason to keep me from exalting myself, there was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me, to keep me from exalting myself. Paul was experiencing some kind of tormenting pain. We don't know exactly what this was, but whatever it was, it really hurt. Whether it was emotional pain or physical pain, We just don't know. We can't say dogmatically, but it was a messenger from Satan. And it was very, very painful. What did Paul do? Well, he did what you and I would do. He prayed and asked God to remove it from him. Verse eight, concerning this, I implored the Lord three times that it might leave me. You know what God said? No, no, that's not how I'm going to minister to you, Paul. But it doesn't mean that God didn't minister to him and comfort him. He just didn't remove that pain. Verse 9, here's how God ministered to Paul. He spoke to him. He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Paul, I'm not removing the pain. I'll, instead, I'll give you the grace to endure it. It's for your own good. For, he said, he went on to say, I'll tell you why I'm doing this, to keep you weak. For my power, or power is perfected in weakness. I don't want you exalting yourself, Paul. I want you to be weak, and I want my power to be demonstrated in your weakness. And look at Paul's response. Most gladly, therefore, I'll rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong." What comfort? Now, do you think Paul was strengthened from one minute of praying that God would remove this torment from him? The next moment he's praising God and said, I'll glory in it. It's fine. What comforted Paul? What strengthened him? It's the word of God. He was fine after God spoke to him. Another example of this, you don't need to turn there. I mentioned it last week when Paul founded the church at Corinth. In Acts chapter 18, he was very afraid that there would be a persecution upon him from the synagogue, which was right next door, who already disliked Paul for what he had to say. But now he was preaching right next door. They would have heard it. Few people were being converted. And the Bible says that God said to Paul at night, do not fear. Don't be afraid. And here's the comfort, for I'm with you. And I'm not going to let anybody hurt you. Paul, keep on preaching because I have many people in this city. That means the elect. Paul didn't know who they were. They didn't know they were the elect. God knew. But what I want you to see is the comfort and strength to go on in ministry and deal with this was the truth that God was with Paul, and he was to keep preaching, and there would be people responsive to his preaching. You see, you will never experience God's comfort apart from his word though people try to do it all the time. Christians try to do it. They look to man's wisdom for solutions and comfort, and, and you're not going to find it. We tend to be so quick to listen to everybody else but God. It is his word that brings comfort. Such precious truths when we're going through trials is, my grace is sufficient. Or I am with you always. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You're never alone in this. Or Romans 8.28, all things work together for good. Or, or Psalm 46, one. God is our refuge, your very present help in time of trouble. This is what gives us strength that sustains us. But don't look beyond his word. Don't run to a psychologist to get what only God's word can give you. What Paul is teaching is that you cannot find true comfort that will strengthen you to face your pain with courage and boldness anywhere else except from God and his word. He is the source of all comfort. There is no other comfort apart from him. Now, Having said that, that does not mean that you and I have no part in comforting others. It would be a wrong conclusion to say, well, God is the one who comforts, so I'm out of the picture. That's not true. Verse 4 tells us, who comforts us in our affliction so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. This is one of those great truths in the Bible. I hope when we're finished explaining this, uh, that little spiritual light bulb will come on over your heads and, and that we'll all get it. In this verse, Paul ex- uh, reveals and explains one of the great benefits of suffering. When we suffer, he tells us, God comforts us. Why? Because he's the God of all comfort. He comforts us through his word, but that comfort doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop with us. We then who have experienced God's comfort, we take that comfort, we come alongside of others who are suffering, and we strengthen and encourage them by sharing with them the same biblical truths that comforted us. Did you get that? See that, I, I think that really helps us to understand why God has sent a specific affliction or afflictions into our lives, so that we'll know how to minister God's comfort to others who are going through affliction, and especially the same type of affliction. Let me tell you how it works. This isn't the whole picture, but this is a little bit of it. Those, for example, who have experienced the pain of losing a child know how to comfort those who have recently lost a child. Those who have gone through the pain of divorce know how to comfort those who are going through presently a divorce. Those who have battled cancer or some other serious illness are able to comfort those who are battling cancer and in need of great encouragement. Those who have gone through bankruptcy can comfort those who are facing financial disaster.
0: It is common for us to ask, why me, when we suffer? I've done it many times myself, and I imagine you have, too. Pastor Steve will be right back to continue our lesson and to help us answer that question. If you just tuned in and are wondering what's going on, you're listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. We like to call Verse by Verse a Bible class of the air. Our class today is the conclusion of his first message in a series of messages about the benefits of suffering. Let's get back to class now to learn more about how we can profit from our hardships as well as help others find comfort in their own challenges. Here is Pastor Steve.
1: You see, I think this helps to put our sufferings in perspective. We ask, why me? This at least partially answers it. Why you? Because God is equipping you to be a better comforter to somebody else. That's how he comforts. God sovereignly sends pain and affliction into your life for a purpose. Not only to glorify himself by ministering comfort to you so that you'll know he alone is the true source of comfort, but also to equip and enable you to be a better comforter of others. Now, I do need to stop here and clarify something, because if I don't do that, we are in danger of seriously misunderstanding and misapplying this truth. I want you to know Paul is not teaching that you have to experience exactly the same trial in order to be able to effectively comfort others. It may have sounded like that what I said, but I didn't mean that. That's not the whole thing because I know I want you to notice verse 4 again, and I'm going to read the verse and then I'm going as I do it I'm going to emphasize two words that, open this up, who comforts us in, number one, all our affliction, so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction, all and any. You don't have to experience the exact trial of someone else to be able to share God's word of encouragement with them. Now, I do think similar experiences are helpful in the sense that you know what the other person is going through, you can say, I know what you're feeling, and perhaps be able to apply a verse to them that would just soothe them, strengthen them for the moment, there, there is a benefit to that. But don't think that you have to experience exactly what they're going through in order for you to minister comfort to them because the, the comfort is not in your experience or even being able to relate to their feelings. The comfort is in the Word of God. So when someone comes to me and says, I'm going through divorce, I don't throw up my hands and say, well, I can't help you. I've never been through it. Someone comes to you and, and, and we've had this. I've heard this. You can't help me with my terrible marriage because you couldn't possibly understand what I'm going through. And you know what? It's true that I may not understand what you're going through, but it's very, very false, very, very erroneous to think that the only people who can help you are people who understand you. The truth is that comfort comes from the Word of God, not from people who understand you. Then you get into kind of this feeling-oriented feeling oriented World. See, otherwise you're hindered. You're limited in who you can minister to. And, and, and that's not only ridiculous. That's, that's just unbiblical. It doesn't matter. Let me reiterate. It doesn't matter what your experience is or how much you understand what the other person is, is enduring. The comfort comes by telling the other person what God's word says. And, and that's what Paul is saying. As you've gone through affliction, you're able to minister to those who have gone through any affliction because comfort is comfort. The truth that God is with you is just as valid if you're going through bankruptcy as if you're going through divorce. It's still the truth that God is with us. His grace is sufficient to you regardless of what you're going through. So even if I haven't experienced that or you haven't experienced exactly the pain of someone else, the comfort is still the same because the word never changes. As you've been comforted by the scriptures, pass those truths on to others. Now, do you see Paul's point to the Corinthians? Paul is saying, in essence, rather than feel neglected because I couldn't visit you, I want you to know that God brought suffering and, and his comfort into my life so that I'd be able, better able to comfort you in your suffering. Far from neglecting you, I'm helping you. I'm helping you. Listen, we still today are benefiting from Paul's suffering. You know that? Because we just read before something that happened 2,000 years ago, and Paul said to us my, that God told him, my grace is sufficient for you, and it's sufficient for us. You and I are still benefiting by what happened to Paul, his sufferings. You and I are still benefiting by the fact that Paul wrote Romans 8, 28 and 29, all things work together for good. We're still benefiting by that. So the Lord may be preparing you to help others with the ministry of comfort, and you need to see your suffering in light of that. It isn't just for you that you're suffering. It's for his glory and ministry to other people. What you need to do is dig into the word of God and receive his comfort. Know what scripture says. And as others have comforted you by telling you the word of God, you then are to take those truths and comfort other people. Now, that's what this is about, and uh, we'll we'll pick it up again and, and deal further with the text because they're actually, we're not finished here, but there are actually two more benefits. You don't have to close your Bibles yet. You think I can't hear it? I hear it. I hear it. Every week I hear it. Let me Let me sum up a few things that I think should sort of tie things together about suffering. First of all, the trials that we tend to dread are really for our own good. They're really for our own good because they teach us that God is full of compassion and comfort. And you can never know the depth of that truth about God without suffering. Never know. But your your suffering is used by God to reveal himself in a, in a deeper way as the God of mercy and comfort. I, I wish you knew the words of the offeratory song that High was playing this morning. Because it's, those are marvelous words. They're basically someone saying, Lord, thank you for all the trials. Because when they come, though my human nature wants to, to put them down, I know it's good for me. Because I learned so much about you. That's what that song's about. It's so biblical. But also your suffering is good for other people. It's not just good for you to learn the depth of God's character. It's good for, for others. God is preparing you to be a minister of comfort. You don't have to be an official counselor to counsel people. That's why Jay Adams years ago wrote his classic book on counseling um, called Competent to Counsel. He got that from, I think it's Romans 15, where, where Paul says that you are all confident, competent to admonish one another. Give people the word of God. You ought to know it well enough to minister to others. Secondly, understand that, In light of suffering, God does care for you. You may be going through something extremely painful now, and your feelings tell you that God may not care. Well, don't listen to those feelings, because no matter how alone you feel or how distant you feel from God, the truth is that God is the Father of mercy and the God of all comfort. He says in Psalm 103, verses 13 and 14, just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Then he adds, for he himself knows our frame. He's mindful that we are but dust. Listen, God knows that you're weak. God knows that you and I are weak, that we're not strong, and no trial is too insignificant or too small for him to come alongside of us to strengthen us. Thirdly, When God's children turn to other sources of comfort, I I believe that that grieves God's heart. In fact, I know it does. We've been given the sufficient word of God, sufficient to comfort you, sufficient to strengthen you. What what else would do that? Nothing. So we need to take his word, search it out for ourselves, believe it, and apply it to life situations. Be very careful about the wisdom of men. Everybody has an opinion on on how to help you but only God and his truth are where we ought to be looking for strength. And then I would say this, if you've never taken his word and applied it to your salvation, you need to do that. We've talked about suffering this morning and how God comforts, but one place that God will not comfort will be those who are in hell. Hell is a place of eternal torment. There is no comfort. If you have never trusted Christ as Savior and Lord, you are urged to do that. To turn from your sin, to turn to Jesus Christ to save you and forgive you and change you on the inside and give you the forgiveness of sins and thus eternal life and, and heaven. Otherwise you are, you are doomed for eternal torment, but it doesn't need to be. I'll give, I'll give all of us now just a few moments to reflect on these truths, to think about them. Perhaps you want to talk to the Lord, perhaps repent over bad attitudes you've had toward him. And just reflect on how your sufferings fit into the biblical framework. Father of mercies and God of all comfort, we come to you as people who are weak. People who know what it's like to suffer, sometimes look in places that we shouldn't look for answers. Lord, we've been told this morning that it's your word. That you use to bring comfort. Thank you that you feel our pain, that you are filled with compassion, that you take pity on us as a good father pities his children who suffer. Thank you, Lord, that you are, are not aloof and distant. Even as you wept the tomb of Lazarus, so your heart weeps for us in our pain. And we thank you, Lord, that more than weeping, more than having tender mercy, you actually comfort us. Thank you for the strength of your word. Thank you, Lord, for the, uh, the truths that set us free and encourage us. I pray that you'll help each of us, Lord, to put our sufferings into perspective, to, to see that there's a purpose. And that purpose is to equip us, enable us to be better comforters of others. Lord, help us to learn the lessons of that come from suffering so we can pass them on to others. Use us greatly. And we thank you, Lord, even for the suffering we've had because from those trials and those painful experiences, we learn and prove how wonderful you are. We do pray that you'll give us a greater love for the Word of God, to take it by faith, to believe it, to apply it to our lives. And I pray for those who may, Lord, be outside of the kingdom of God, that you'll open their hearts, that you'll draw them, that you'll, you'll open their understanding, that they'll first see their need for Christ and then understand that whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. It was a privilege to have you
0: with us today for another verse-by-verse radio Bible class. Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida is our leader in these daily lessons from the Word of God. Pastor Steve has been serving for over 26 years at Lakeside and Verse-by-Verse Ministries makes his expository or verse-by-verse messages available to you through this great radio station. Verse by Verse Ministries is a faith ministry made possible by the gifts and prayers of interested listeners like you who have first been faithful to their own church. If you would like to hear today's class again or go back to catch some previous classes, visit our website, versebyverseradio.org. If you would like to be able to listen any time of the day on your MP3 player, we have a free podcasting service available through the website, That's versebyverseradio.org. Today's class was the conclusion of a three-part message. To hear the entire message at one time, you can order an audio CD or cassette tape. Call us at 727-441-1714. Leave your name and a number, and we will return your call during weekday office hours. The number again, 727-441-1714. We have heard quite a bit about the sufferings of the Apostle Paul over the last three days. Did you know that he asked for it? Indeed, he did. He expressed to the Philippians in chapter 3 of his letter to them that his desire was to know Jesus and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. In fact, he wrote that letter from prison. But it wasn't suffering for the sake of suffering that he anticipated. It was the result of the various trials and hardships that Paul sought. The suffering itself may not seem good to us, but it accomplishes great good for us if we see it and respond to it as we should. Join us for the next Verse by Verse as Pastor Steve opens God's Word to share more timeless truths to help us